Welcome to Eternal Elements Learning Podcast brought to you by Chessa Online. These podcasts are a part of the audio certificate programs on Chessa Online. You're free to take these podcasts on your desired portal also, should you only wish to learn on the go. Thank you so much for engaging on these podcasts. And you can connect with the author on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Hi, this is Nikit Karaski. Welcome to Eternal Elements, brought to you by Tess Online. We're discussing strategy. And my last podcast, I talked about the control mechanism of strategy. Now, obviously, if you want to control anything, you must have data on hand. And if you need data on hand, you need the data at a micro level. You also need data at a macro level. At a macro level, you can look at the performance of the organization overall. But at the micro level, you'll have to look at each of the functions. Typically, in management control, there are responsibility centers. These are organization units that are headed by manager who are responsible for those activities. Therefore, mostly functions who are headed by managers get converted into responsibility centers. And if you look at the overall company, it's a collection of responsibility centers. So obviously, when you're controlling a strategy, you're looking at each responsibility center. And then overall, you will look at the entire organization. A responsibility center actually exists to accomplish the purposes that the organization has set for itself, which are also called objectives. Now, these objectives, like you said, are derivatives of the strategy. And therefore, the objective of your responsibility centers are to help implement the strategies. Because every organization ultimately becomes a sum of the responsibility center. Each responsibility center must therefore have its own objectives. We discussed this in the balance scorecard, where we said that ultimately the organization's objectives need to cascade down at each function and you have to arrange for the KPIs at each of these functions. How do these responsibility centers function? They receive inputs, which are in form of material, labor, or services. They use working capital. They use equipment. And they use assets, which are allocated to those specific responsibility centers. And the ultimate objective, of course, is the transformation process of converting inputs into outputs. The output could either be tangible or it could be intangible in the case of services. Much of the input that goes into responsibility centers are primarily labor hours and anything that is measured in terms of quantity. There are monetary measures that get associated with anything that goes as an input into the responsibility center. It's much easier to measure cost of inputs than to calculate the value of the output because what happens with the value of the output is that there is so much of value addition that happens that it gets very difficult to actually measure the value of the output. Therefore, you can measure the efficiency of the responsibility center for sure, which is a ratio of output to input, but then the effectiveness is determined by the relationship of the responsibility center between output and its objectives. As long as the output is contributing to the objective of the function, the responsibility center or the organization, that particular responsibility center is taken to be effective. That means only accomplishment of the numbers does not make a particular 
function or a responsibility center effective because if it's not aligned to the overall objectives of the organization and the function, it's really not performing. There are four types of responsibility centers whenever we talk about management control. We talk about revenue centers. These are like the sales offices where primarily the output is measurable in terms of the amount of sales that have happened, which could be quantitative, which could also be in overall uh, revenue that gets generated. And therefore, they call the revenue centers. You have the expense centers. What happens in an expense center? The input can be measured in terms of cost and the output is measured in terms of volume. Now, if you look at a typical production house, a shop floor, you could actually measure the amount of input that's going out. However, the production target is met by the quantity of probably the cars or the trucks or maybe any consumable item that's being produced. A profit center typically is measured in terms of input coming in as certain cost element and the output also in terms of the revenue that gets generated. The investment centers typically are again in terms of how much is the investment that has happened in terms of the costs of the assets which are depreciated over a period of time. And it is also about the amount of output that's being generated, again, in terms of revenues. So in a revenue center, the output, that is revenue, is measured in monetary terms, but there's no formal attempt that's made to relate the input in terms of its expenses costs with respect to the output. If the expenses are matched with revenue, the unit is called the profit center. Therefore, the difference between a revenue center and a profit center is that as long as you can deduct the costs from the overall revenue that have been generated, you come to a profit center. Whereas in a revenue center, the output, that's the revenue is measured and there's not too much of a emphasis on the input. If you were to look at the expense centers, the expense centers are also called as the cost centers. Expense centers are responsible centers whose inputs are measured in monetary terms, but whose outputs are not measured. There are two types of expense centers. You have the engineered expense centers and you have the discretionary expense centers. What are the engineers expense centers? These are typically like production units. You know. Engineered cost centers are those for which the rights or proper amount can be estimated with reasonable reliability. Engineered expense centers have the following characteristics. The input can be measured in monetary terms. The output can be measured in physical terms. The optimum amount of output required to produce a unit of the output can be determined. So what are we saying? The output per unit can be determined in this case for sure. So you're looking at maybe a unit as a cost. The engineered expense centers are usually found in manufacturing operations, like I said. So what are discretionary expense centers then? Discretionary costs are also called the managed costs, for which no scientific mechanism or standards are created. Costs depend upon the managerial judgment as to whether they're appropriate or they're not appropriate. The output of these centers cannot be measured in monetary terms because they service, right? 
So in discretionary expense center, the difference between the budget and the actual expense is not a measure of efficiency. It's simply the difference between the budgeted amount and the actual amount spent. In fact, a lot of times in discretionary centers like learning and development, cost saving is seen to be good in the performance appraisals. But actually, no, because they were supposed to spend the budgeted money for sure. The same thing would apply for a maintenance department. So that's how the expense centers actually are operated. Now, how do you actually look at the efficacy of these centers? How do you determine whether they have been centers, responsibility centers that have done well? Well, ultimately in the budget, you determine what is the cost that has been involved? Is it in line with the budgeted cost? Is the volume is in line with the budgeted volume that was there? And then therefore, therefore, we're going to look at the budget for sure in the next podcast. But coming back to the investment centers, you know, the profit is actually compared with the assets employed. Here you depreciate the assets. And therefore, it's important to talk about certain ways in which investment centers and their efficacy is measured. One is return on investment. We all know about it. It's profit to the investment. That's the ratio that we look at. Or it could be an economic value add or an EVA or a residual income. Now, when you're looking at the EVA or the economic value add, what are you looking at? You're typically looking at the net profit minus the capital charge. And the capital charge typically is the cost of the capital multiplied by the capital employed but that's getting too technical don't worry so EVA typically is net profit minus the capital charge that's how it goes so what is a residual income a residual income is what has been the aspect of controllable profit minus the notional interest on the capital now there's an advantage of uh, the residual income because it encourages new investments whereas in an ROI you could actually control your assets and show a great ROI happening because as the assets get old and they depreciate you could actually generate a high ROI but you are running the risk of technology obsolescence. These are the responsibility centers and then the budgets are really worked out for each of these responsibility centers. Thank you very much. This is Niket Karasgi from Eternal Elements signing off. I shall see you in the next podcast where we will talk about budgets. I hope you understand that your organization needs to operate as responsibility centers so that the input and the output can be measured or maybe the output cannot be measured, but the input can surely be measured. And the main carry home of this particular topic is that we need to be both efficient and we need to be effective by accomplishing the organization's objective. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next podcast. This is Nikit Karasgi signing off.